From the MGMA in-home studios, welcome to the Insights Podcast. I'm Daniel Williams. that I really see is um, providers and practices just not understanding how important the front end is. They feel like reimbursement is all back end. It's getting the claim out, getting the collections work done, working the denials. But actually, most of our denials, over 50%, occur because of an error in the front end. That's Julie Smith of Zoll Data Systems, talking about the importance of the front end of a patient engagement and how practices can improve denials and reimbursements. We'll hear more from Julie in just a moment with even more insights on the work that Zoll is doing. But first, a word from our sponsors. As a healthcare organization, do you feel like processing your claims is too manual or takes too long? or ever feel like you're just leaving claim revenue on the table. Zoll AR Boost is a real-time accounts receivable solution suite from Zoll Data Systems that simplifies and expedites your pre-billing process by delivering accurate, actionable data to reveal hidden coverage and drive self-pay and high deductible conversions. Zoll AR Boost helps ensure that no payments are left on the table. Visit zoldata.com slash ARBoost for more information. Unlock an easier way to schedule your team with Deputy. No spreadsheets, no hassle when staff want to swap shifts, and no last-minute panic when someone calls out sick. Deputy simplifies staff scheduling automates timesheets, and streamlines team communication, all in one easy-to-use platform. Deputy does it all so that you can focus on the work that matters most. Ready to take Deputy for a test drive? Start your free trial or contact their team at deputy.com. Our guest today is Julie Smith, Director of Strategic Partnerships at Zoll Data Systems. Julie is here today to talk about key ways that practices can begin reducing the burden of patient-facing administrative and revenue cycle tasks. Julie, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, it's wonderful to be here. Yeah, it's good to get to talk to you again. Um, now. For our audience, you are currently, I believe, Director of Strategic Partnerships at Zoll Data Systems. Give us an idea. What are, before we get to what you're working on now, give us an idea of that career path you've had. Maybe share a couple of highlights uh, in your career. No, I'd be happy to. So I love where I am now. Um, But the reality, like most good stories, it starts at a beginning. Right. And Mm -hmm. so um, I was working my way through college as an administrator for a um, emergency medicine group in North Texas. And there I was actually officed right outside of the ED. And I was the only non-clinical person on the staff. And occasionally when a patient would have an absolutely very difficult day, um, I would be brought in to sit with the family until a chaplain or a friend could arrive. 
And I got to see amazing things. I got to see what happens on someone's worst day in our hospitals across the country. And I got to see the providers, the nurses, the techs who do that. And the way they honestly kind of wage war against the ills of health every day. And they really do wear a white hat. And that kind of pivoted my career, which has now been about uh, 25 years in acute care reimbursement and coming alongside providers. Um, but in doing that, I always remember why. And the why is because if the reimbursement doesn't come in, providers aren't there for patients on their very worst day. And so you'll kind of see as we talk about things, that's a passion for me. How can we continue to help providers do what they do best and help them to do it in perhaps the easiest way. Um, along the way, I've been blessed to serve alongside the American College of Emergency Physicians, the Emergency Department Practice Management Association, and another EMPI that does a lot of research uh, on behalf of providers in the acute care space. So those are some of the highlights. I love getting to speak and talk to folks like you across the country, and I'm just grateful for it. That is awesome. What a great story. So share with us then, I know you were talking about it, Zoll Data, that you, you love that job. So tell us where your primary focus is these days. Where are you, you know, what, what problems are you trying to solve on that day-to-day -day basis? Yeah, it really is the problem of the patient's financial experience. And obviously we come alongside providers and health systems with a solution um, but the real pain point that's out there in the industry and where I spend my time is around this idea of how do we treat patients financially? We do a wonderful job of treating folks as individuals clinically. We struggle with that financially. And so Zoll Data Systems has a long history of coming alongside the medical community and patients when they need it most. Um, often folks are aware of our devices, our defibrillators, our ventilators that save lives um, but we also have a data arm and our data arm comes alongside providers with a suite of solutions that help them optimize reimbursement, reduce the friction in reimbursement and get the very best information around the patient so that that provider can meet the patient where they are, not just clinically and in their healthcare, but also their finances. Um, obviously, Patients, you know, their greatest expenditure anymore really is in the area of healthcare. Uh, for a lot of Americans, their healthcare insurance bill is greater than their mortgage, right? And most Americans can't afford a unexpected bill of more than $400. And so um, we spend our time trying to solve those conundrums and come alongside the health system. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that $400 number. Um, is that through research is that or is that an average number that um, perhaps patients have to deal with so that actually was research that was done by fierce healthcare okay as well as some financial um, investment entities that came alongside them and said you know in america do people have spending for wow. unexpected uh bills and that's kind of what they came up with as a threshold that um, more than 50% of America would struggle with any kind of a bill, whether it's healthcare or a car, an unexpected expense. Are they able to handle that? And obviously, many times healthcare is an unexpected expense. Okay, that's very helpful. All right. Well, um, what about your life, both 
you know, professionally, personally, what, what has it been like uh, over these last two years or so? We're coming up, or we actually, I think, just passed sort of the real first CDC uh, announcements that went out two years ago. So during this pandemic, did your focus shift at all? Did, did Zoll's focus shift at all? Or did, what, how did things change or stay the same for y'all? Sure. So the mission stayed the same, mm -hmm. um, but our strategies had to change. And I think that's true for providers and health systems. How do we work alongside patients? And so obviously we saw a great deal of investment and just huge mood, needle movement in telehealth. So how do we come along to providers there? How do we educate in webinars rather than face-to-face? help providers with the struggles that they're having today. So we shifted to a virtual presence like a lot of folks did. And then we really tried to stay engaged with what's happening with the data. And so what we saw is providers' payer mixes change greatly, right? Surprisingly, we saw that out-of-pocket responsibility for patients increased at a higher rate than inflation, which is pretty profound. So in 2021, out-of-pocket expenditure for patients went up 11%, wow. according to Fierce Healthcare. Wow. Well, inflation was 7%, and that was the highest inflation in 40 years. So how do we help patients and providers deal with that? We saw a huge shift in the uninsured. Over um, the American Family Institute saw that 10.1 million Americans lost employer-sponsored healthcare. Well, that means some of those shifted to government sources, Medicare, Medicaid, but over 2.9 million became uninsured. And so um, the reality is that the pandemic just caused our bucket of problems to grow, which means that folks needed really strong solutions. And so we began at Zoll Data Systems just educating on that. So Medicare is up 13.9%. How do you handle that as a provider? Uninsured is up. How do you handle that as a provider? So that really kind of shifted our focus a little bit. Okay. You had mentioned earlier, you've just have always from the start of your career really been impassioned by that patient financial experience, how to work with that. You recently spoke um, at an MGMA webinar. The topic was reducing the burden of patient facing administrative and revenue cycle tasks. So tell us a little bit about that. For people who are interested, that is now free on demand on mgma.com. I'll be able to provide a direct link in our show notes so people can go to that. But help us understand a little bit about your themes and what you wanted to get across in that session. Sure. So we kind of took each one of these themes. How has healthcare shifted? How has the patient experience shifted? And so, for example, you know, Medicaid being up 13.9%. Well, what then is a tool for the provider? And so for each of these trends, we gave a tool. For example, in the area of Medicaid, we talked about having an automated solution that will retroactively discover Medicaid for a provider. So they're not having to check a website. We talked about insurance discovery. So patients often come to the table without their demographic information or a wrong insurance card. How could a provider find insurance without having to scour websites, without having to try to call the patient over and over again after they've left the office? And so we talked about an insurance discovery tool. 
And so really for each of these trends and particularly the area of how to come alongside patients, um, we gave a number of different tools, innovations that are available in the industry. Okay. I was looking at the abstract and the learning objectives that you provided. One of those objectives was to locate opportunities to reduce manual staff activities. Help me understand that. What, what are you getting sure. at there? Sure. So there's a lot that has to be done on the front end of a medical encounter, whether it's emergent or scheduled. That requires getting information from the patient. It requires scanning IDs. It requires verifying insurance. And it requires trying to work with that patient around their out-of-pocket responsibility. And for most healthcare providers, that's a very manual process. Maybe they get that information on the phone prior to the encounter. Maybe they get it at the beginning of the encounter. But for example, in a recent case study, when patient engagement tools were deployed that reached out to the patient prior to that scheduled visit, when there was a link and a text to go fill out that same registration information and share insurance information, et cetera, there was a reduction in the front office and patient waiting room area. There was a study done with uh, US dermatology practice and it reduced the time a patient was working on paperwork in the front office by 20 minutes. Wow. Now, importantly, that also reduces the time the staff was spending, right? Because staff has to explain forms, hand out forms, scan forms, scan cards. And so that's just one example of how we can reduce manual activities that are happening during the encounter, where frankly, there's a lot of opportunity for error. There's a lot of just labor involved. And so whatever we can do to optimize those things, to take advantage of the tools, really reduces the total need for front office labor. And in today's labor shortage, okay. that's phenomenal because now I can take those dollars and I can put it to clinical staff where I really need it or denial staff where I really need it in the reimbursement process. And given how difficult it is to hire and the increasing wages, that really does make a difference for the healthcare system. Mm -hmm. When you're working with practices, what are some common themes you're still hearing from them or picking up from when they describe what's happening there, uh, where there's still, I guess for lack of a better phrase, work still to be done in that patient financial experience? I mean, the one that you brought up is, is so <laughs> real because we've all experienced it when we've gone to an office and just sat and sat and sat and then been handed that clipboard and filled out 10 pages of something when you're going, I thought I filled that out the last time I was in here, you know, right, um, right. why did I have to just repeat everything that I've already filled out? So where, where do you see still a gap or that, that room for improvement where you're still coaching and, and, and educating practices on how to, how to raise that game? Sure. So one area that I really see is um, providers and practices just not understanding how important the front end is. Mm -hmm. They feel like reimbursement is all back end. Yeah. It's getting the claim out, getting the collections work done, working the denials. But actually, most of our denials, over 50%, occur because of an error in the front end. And there are wonderful tools in the front end. We don't have to do it the way we've always done it. They're profoundly cost-effective. 
and I can avoid those errors. And by avoiding those errors, I save dollars all throughout the process. I improve my patient experience. And ultimately I receive more of the hard earned reimbursement for my services. And so it really is a win-win, but it's getting providers to understand, hey, this front end part is super important. And if you're doing it the way it's always been done, you have more than 60% of your pieces of demographics that likely have an error. And you're just opening yourself up to denials down the road. And those are costly. Um, there was a financial study done out of California that showed that the cost of a first level Medicaid denial was over $86. Well, for a lot of just basic office routine visits, our average reimbursement isn't a whole lot higher than that. And so we've really got to reduce this place of errors and um, in doing so help our patient relationship, right? Um, patients don't love getting a bill that they weren't expecting and that they think is wrong. And so whatever we can do to solve that is a win for both parties. Mm -hmm. Do you have any resources, tools, tips that we can direct people to, to help them, you know, start moving forward in that direction on how to, how to work on that front end and, and try to reduce those uh, errors that are taking place? Absolutely. I would look for something like a best practice engagement tool, patient engagement, um, something like a relationship or a royal that is going to automatically reach out to your patients and even help with scheduling. But importantly, I would look for within that solution that they have the ability to verify insurance, to immediately launch an insurance discovery tool, and then to help you with self-pay analytics. It's kind of a suite, right? Mm -hmm. um, at Zoll Data Systems, we offer our AR Boost solution. And that really does in real time, four to five seconds, give the provider the very best identity around the patient, identify active and billable coverage. There's a lot of coverage that's hidden to the provider for all kinds of reasons. Someone brought the wrong card. Maybe they didn't bring a card at all today. And then that information around the patient, what can they afford? Do they need a charitable giving program? Um, those tools really do fix so many of these conundrums they're very cost effective and they're coming back in real time and it will really on average it'll reduce your front end labor by about 30 percent that's huge cost savings when we consider the cost of that fte and then we can put it where we really need it okay um on a similar in a similar vein you recently co-authored an article on mgma.com it's titled five simple steps to help medical groups avoid costly billing mistakes, improve revenue capture and reduce patient anxiety. You've been telling some of these things that they can do. So uh, I wanna hone in on one aspect of that um, article that I found really interesting, where you talk about the vulnerability of patients, mm -hmm. both medically and financially. Um, what did your research tell you about that? What are you getting at when you're talking about the vulnerability of the patients? Sure, so I think we've all had that personal experience where we feel vulnerable sitting in the physician's office, right? We feel a little awkward. Um, we're a little concerned to talk about what we need to talk about today. And then other times someone's life is literally vulnerable. They are in an emergent situation and the entire situation is overwhelming to them. So we have clinical vulnerability. 
both based on comorbidities and how the patient presents today, we have emotional vulnerability that we do feel very almost naked, if you will, before a physician provider, right? We're sharing very personal information. But if we look financially, um, what we find is that overwhelmingly, the predominant source of bankruptcy in the United States today is medical bills, right? We find that the GoFundMes of the world will tell us that the number one reason why anyone is going to GoFundMe is to handle medical bills. And so patients are vulnerable financially. And I think when we can recognize that, something that's really wonderful about this is when you come alongside a patient with what is being called compassion economics, I've gotten some information about that patient. I understand what they can afford today, where they sit on the federal poverty level, how much available credit they have. Then within my own policies, I can approach the patient with how I can help them today. And that is compassionate. That reflects the heart of providers who got into this to help patients. But importantly, it reduces these vulnerabilities to which the patient is being exposed. And the phenomenal thing is when you approach a patient in that way, they participate if they're uninsured with 83% more dollars. If they're insured like me and just have a large deductible, they increase their participation financially twofold. And they also talk about how wonderful it was that the provider actually met them where they were. So we can really see that anxiety be reduced We can see the downstream consequences of a huge bill that a patient doesn't know how to approach be reduced. Um, And so it really does make a difference. And I think the core thing here is for years and years, we've treated every claim the same. It goes through an assembly line. But if you'll take advantage of these tools that are available, you can understand your patient financially and you can handle that claim differently. You can put the effort in where it's needed. And at the end of the day, that's going to improve your patient satisfaction as well as your financial health as a practice. Okay. Thanks for that. Now, also in that article, you talk about right date billing. So give us some background on that and where practices can, you know, make some changes there with their right date billing process. Sure. It, it really is about getting strategic, right? We've, mm-hmm. we've kind of always dropped the claim as soon as we were ready to drop the claim. And then we've had movements in healthcare that say, oh, let's get to three days post-encounter, drop the bill. Well, there's actually a better way to do that, particularly if a patient encounter is paired near or with an in or out of patient admission, right? If I've had an in or outpatient admission, What the data shows us is that over 60% of those patients are going to fulfill their deductible within 17 days, but we don't exactly know what day they're going to fulfill it. And the reality is it is harder to collect from the patient for a variety of reasons. I'm gonna ultimately receive less, but I'm also gonna have some friction in my relationship with that patient if I'm the one to whom their deductible is applied. So by utilizing deductible monitoring, again, it's a tool, happens in real time. I can be informed when a patient has reached their deductible within timely filing limits. Now I can drop that claim. I'm going to be receiving reimbursement from the payer rather than the patient. 
It's going to be a financial benefit to me. It's going to be a benefit to my patient relationship. And really it's all about having some information I've never been able to have before, right? Mm -hmm. In real time, I can have a tool tell me the best day or the right day to drop that claim so that everything is optimized. I love that. All right. Well, do you have a, uh, a real life example? It could be a case study, an anecdote where you can share something about that patient financial experience that you've seen have success. Sure. Absolutely. So um, there was a five year um, trial with a large academic system in the Northeast where they deployed both insurance discovery as well as these self-pay analytic tools. So they were able to bring that compassion to the economic picture. They saw an improvement over the five years of over $41 million. Now, 6 million of that was just through insurance discovery, through finding the appropriate policy to bill for that patient encounter. Um, now, when you look at a physician group, uh, we have a case study that shows in an average um, family practice physician group, approximately 10 practitioners uh, in that practice, normal self-pay commercial coverage payer mix, deploying insurance discovery brought in over um, $100,000 on an annual basis. Well, that's a significant improvement. Um, so it really does move the needle. It makes a difference in large health systems. And importantly, it makes a difference in individual practices. When you have the right information, you can get a clean claim out the door and you can help that patient. Um, okay. As a final thought then, we've gone over a lot of different aspects of that patient financial experience. Is there, if you're gonna do one thing, is there a first step you'd advise our listeners to take at their practices to improve that experience? Yeah, if I was only gonna go one place, I would again, look at the fact that over 50% of my denials are coming from the front end. And so I would do the very best to have the right information at the earliest possible moment. So that means I would deploy a demographic verifier tool that's gonna to give me the best information around the patient. And I would deploy insurance discovery. That's gonna happen in four to five seconds, either through that patient engagement tool or when the patient is right in front of me registering for their visit today, whether emergent or non-emergent. Because if I can reduce those denials and if I can make sure I have the right information around who the payer is, that's gonna be the biggest bang for my buck. Um, and so that's where I would focus if I was only gonna do one thing. All right. Well. Julie, it's so good to catch up with you again. And thanks so much for joining the podcast and sharing these thoughts with us today. No, I really appreciate it. And let me just say thank you to all the providers out there. It has been a rough couple of years and really appreciate all you're doing. If we can ever be of help, don't hesitate to reach out. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Insights. Thanks to our guest, Julie Smith, Director of Strategic Partnerships at Zoll Data Systems. Also, thanks to Deputy and to Zoll for sponsoring this week's show. As a healthcare organization, do you feel like processing your claims is too manual or takes too long? Or ever feel like you're just leaving claim revenue on the table? Zoll AR Boost 
is a real-time accounts receivable solution suite from Zoll Data Systems that simplifies and expedites your pre-billing process. Go to zolldata.com slash ARBoost for more information. Deputy simplifies staff scheduling, automates timesheets, and streamlines team communication, all in one easy-to-use platform. Deputy does it all so that you can focus on the work that matters most. Ready to take Deputy for a test drive? Start your free trial or contact their team at deputy.com. If you like the show, please rate and review it wherever you get your podcast. And to access all of our podcasts, go to mgma.com slash listen. And if you want to add to the conversation or suggest experts for us to interview, email us at podcast at mgma.com. Or you can find me on Twitter at MGMA Daniel. Stay safe and thanks for listening. Hi, this is Declan McGee, one of the producers for the MGMA Insights Podcast. If you like the work we're doing, please consider becoming an MGMA member. Learn more at mgma.com slash membership. Thanks.